This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Welcome back. We are the Blaze Radio Network. I'm Jay Severin, and here is your hourly penis transplant update. I know that it strikes us as a relatively new story, but it really isn't. These things have been going on for a long time. Penis transplants? Remember, Bill Clinton once moved from Arkansas to Washington. There you go. Very tossed. Welcome back, my broadcast partners, my friends. You are. I am Jay Severin. We are the Blaze Radio Network, one 888 PK wrote a few moments ago in response to my Rhino Picks president tweet. PK wrote back, can that really happen? And I'll tell you why I'm taking a moment, PK. I'm not doing this at your expense, honestly. PK looks to me, if, if his picture is him, I'm looking at a young man who is ipso facto bright because he is a partner in this show, uh, but a young man. And this tells me that This fact is not common knowledge among PK's peers and, you know, former classmates. And to not know this is nothing to be ashamed of, PK. The people who ought to be ashamed, who ought to be sued for it, who ought to be dragged down by their throats down to the village square, down to the waterfront, or wherever the marketplace is in your town, and put in stocks and have people throw rotten vegetables at their heads, which is what we used to do in the case of malfeasance among public officials. And clearly, the people who taught PK are guilty of criminal malfeasance for not being teachers, though collecting paychecks claiming to be teachers. How many people I meet Socially, and I'm always trying to be careful because I don't want to offend anybody. I just want to eat my cheeseburger, Uh, you know, and and so people want to talk about stuff and I try to, you know, people think that I'm like this off the air, that all I do, like the the way they would pick me out in a restaurant is there would be one guy in the middle of a restaurant standing up, waving his arms, screaming about Hillary. 
or Trump or something. Really, that wouldn't be me. When I'm out, I'm trying to be quiet. And, and people want me to stand up and wave my arms. And so I want to be polite. And so I, I, and I love it. I love being asked. I love this stuff. I love to answer. I love being asked. And, and so I, I will. And I try not to get excited. And every once in a while, I get a yank under the table. Not that kind. You know, from my child bride that tells me, okay, shut up enough. You know, enough already. You answered. You, you know, you, you've talked enough. And I realize, oh, geez, you know, okay. Uh, I've talked enough, but you know, there are certain things we all need to know together as citizens and PK, I admire you for asking me that question because the trouble is, again, it's not your fault. It's the people who committed malpractice and took your parents' money and cheated you out of a public education that that this is not common knowledge that, that, that the civics is no longer taught American history <clears throat> is in no recognizable form apparently any longer taught do you know the number of responses I have gotten or the number of responses I get every time I mention the electoral college because people are a little too busy with other more immediate things, so they're not worried about that right now. But they also have no idea what it is or how it works. Do you know that in addition to everything else we're worried about, about, you know, like, is the, are the, is the process rigged? Do people win whole states by 10 points, and then the other guy gets all of the delegates? <coughs> Pardon me. The delegates can go and maybe vote for somebody else than the person they're quote-unquote pledged to and and that it varies state by state and it's so obscure that we never really paid attention before so nobody there are, are, are virtually no experts on this that's utterly too complex for anyone to know all the permutations state by state but there are a couple of universals one of them is if by theory somebody jumped in and won and picked off Ohio, let's say John Kasich is as nuts as he seems, and he jumped in, stayed in, won Ohio, nothing else. He would render it impossible for the other two candidates, whomever they are, to get to the number 272 in the Electoral College. If someone won Texas, that's it. If some nut with a billion dollars, and there are plenty of them, if some nut with a billion dollars in California jumped into the California primary, sorry, into the, into the presidential election and won just California, in all probability, the election would be thrown into the House of Representatives. No go on 272 in Electoral College. If some nut with a billion dollars from New York, even more common, decides to jump in, win New York, renders the race impossible to win through the normal cycles. No one gets 272, goes to the House of Representatives. PK, not is just the Texas scenario 
Yes, absolutely it can happen. Someone can jump in and take California, Texas, New York, Ohio, maybe Pennsylvania, maybe Florida, maybe Michigan. That's just one state. Would you like the permutations if someone could win two states? Imagine if Kasich stayed in and he won Ohio and Illinois. Now you're talking about hundreds of permutations, and it all ends up at one place. On election night, they're not going to be looking at delegates anymore. For the first time, Americans are going to see, hey, what's this? What are these odd, small numerals that are superimposed on my state? What does, what does 21 mean? What does 12 mean? What does 3 mean? What does 58 mean? Those mean everything. Those are your electoral college numbers. Those are the numbers of votes that the electors, two of them, from your state, chosen, I believe, I don't even know anymore, chosen by the governor, I think. And I don't know that it's universal. Maybe it's chosen by the governor in one state, by the legislature in another state. Maybe the U.S. senators vote with the legislature in one state. Maybe in others they don't. I don't even, can't even remember anymore how electors are chosen because the last time anyone really cared about it, we had wooden teeth and men wore wigs. Now what's changed is that men wear wigs and makeup and go to the ladies' room to pee, but they have much better dental work. But the Electoral College is still there to be contended with. 272. I thought it was 1273. I thought it was... That number is very suddenly going to become a number you won't confuse with any other. And that number is 272, 272, 272 electoral votes. Now get this, from what I do remember, and I'm going to read up on this uh, momentarily, two electors from each state, various numbers of electoral votes based on the size of your state. New Hampshire, I believe, gets three. California gets, I think, the most. I don't know how many that is. The electors meet when they feel like it, sometime between when they feel like it and when they feel like it, but no later than, I don't know, there's a date. I don't know what the date is. So the electors, whom neither you nor I could possibly name, and who are the electors in my state? As if I had any idea. The electors of your state and mine go meet somewhere and they cast their votes for president. Guess what? None of them is bound. Not one of them is bound by what their state sends them there to do. They they are told by the state legislature or the governor, 
you know, hear ye, ho, hear ye, oh yay, oh yay, uh, hereby, what with, what for, notwithstanding, go to Washington and cast our 12 electoral votes for Hillary Clinton because uh, we say so. And because nobody got 272. By the way, if someone does get 272, the electors can go and vote otherwise. There was some talk in the Bush uh, Gore fiasco that the uh, the Florida electors were going to vote for Gore, even though Bush won them, just to write what they saw as the wrong. So that's if someone does win 272. The electors can, can totally mess everything up, and they can do it legally. Back to what they could do if nobody wins in a second. This is Jay Severin, Severin. on the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. And only with these partners, 1-888-900-3393. I do hope, I do hope that you find this interesting, and I won't be on it much longer, but it all, it hits me upside the head when I think about it, and I want to thank PK's uh, tweet for getting me started. In other words, blame him if you're, if this is boring. No, PK, thank you. And also, uh, Bill Rabb adds, and this is important, the problem with the Electoral College is that they've had a lousy football team for years. And that, that is true. It's hard to stay interested in them. Uh, they won't recruit. They, they just, they're pathetic. And I still, frankly, I admit, I, my remarks may be colored by the fact that I still sting from receiving a rejection letter from them. They were my backup. I considered them my backup college. But I did apply and got rejected. So maybe I can't be entirely fair. So the Electoral College, I said a moment ago, think of what they can do to screw up, overturn the will of the people, even if somebody does get 272. This is something that's never been tested. This is something that's never been tested by law. Suppose you got a couple of rogue, and if you're ever going to get them, you're going to get them this year. Suppose a couple of rogue members of the Electoral College show up at the meeting. They all get their beanies and they're like, like, you know, two-way wrist radios and special, you know, handshake and all of that. They show up for the Electoral College alumni meeting and you get some rogue electors and they say, you know what, I'm not going to vote for the guy who won my state. Because I think he got cheated. I'm voting for the other guy. 
I mean, suppose on election night they tell us, well, it was close, but here it is. X got 305 electoral votes and Z got uh, 245 electoral votes and it's and it's all over. Z is the next president of the United States. And the electors show up and they do something else. It's never been tested. It would be a constitutional crisis of the first order. The Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. You know, the one to which the next president of the United States will appoint a majority for the next hundred years? That one. That United States Supreme Court. Then it then the court then the SCOTUS picks the next president. Or somebody doesn't get two seventy two, it goes to the Electoral College, and there's nobody to tell anybody what to do, and they all start deciding what to do. And they don't necessarily vote for anyone to whom they're bound. And there's no test of this either. And they think their guy was cheated, so they vote for their guy instead of the guy that won their state. And if the Electoral College can't decide what to do, it gets thrown into the House of Representatives. Which is, this is the final stop on this foul train. It gets thrown into the House of Representatives. And the Speaker of the House becomes like the skipper of an aircraft carrier in a war zone during a free fire engagement. He's got planes in the air and missiles coming at him. There is no more absolute power on earth than the captain of an American warship at sea. And that's what the Speaker of the House of Representatives becomes. Rhino Ryan, Paul Ryan. Young Wonder Boy, he picks the next president of the United States. I mean, he doesn't stand up there and say, I pick. He goes up there and he, you know, as Speaker of the House, he largely determines where the votes go and, or not. This is so many theoretical steps away from knowing what could happen. As we discussed yesterday, the fever pitch of this story is going to continue every day until a president is sworn in. And then, if that president is Hillary Clinton, it's going to continue. And then, if that president is Donald Trump, it's going to continue times 50. And then, if that president is Bernie Sanders... It's going to continue times 1,000. And then, if it's someone that we don't, we, we don't know about now in May, we don't even know of which group this person could be, from which group this person could be selected in May, then, I don't know, I can't do the maths anymore. This is, you are, we are, living, making, at the very least, observing profound American history. Profound American history. And imagine this. Imagine that all of this could be started 
by one guy, convinced, and you know what? Maybe it's more than just saying, hey, would you please do this? Maybe it's a billionaire. Maybe it's a billionaire who run these PACs. And maybe he says, instead of funding a PAC, maybe instead I'll do a perfectly legal transfer of $50 million to a Rick Perry or a guy nobody knows and jump him into the presidential race just to win Texas or California or New York or Michigan or Pennsylvania or Ohio or Florida. And maybe I'll bollocks the entire thing because I'm in cahoots with Paul Ryan. So far, all of this is legal. Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. one 3393 Kath just tweeted, uh, boy, I, I, that's not going to happen, <clears throat> dot, 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 I hope, meaning <clears throat> that the presidential race is thrown into the House and the Speaker of the House picks the next president. <clears throat> Pardon me. I wrote back, yeah, you hope not unless your guy doesn't prevail, in which case I may see Kath on the sidelines with pom-poms cheering, here we go, Electoral College, here we go. Here we go, Electoral College, here we go. You know, it's a terrible idea until my guy loses. Then all of a sudden it's, what about the Electoral College? Are they in the final four? You know, I would love to do. One of the things I've long dreamed of doing uh, when I have the extra money is to do one of these monkey surveys because private citizens can now go do a survey. There's an NBC affiliate organization that does these monkey polls. I know the word monkey is in it. It's all I know. And I've, I'm so interested in this stuff. I've long dreamed of, of doing, I always wanted to do my, I mean, I've, I've gotten to do my own poll, the ones that cost $150,000, you know, just to put in the field, uh, but that's been someone else's money. And I've had to include all of the questions that's best for them. How selfish of them. Uh, but I've really wanted to do one, you know, to ask maybe some obscure, but fascinating questions. Wouldn't you love, wouldn't that be a joy to, be able to design your own poll, even if it were, you know, 10, 20 questions. Wow. With a, with a national sample. That would be great. All right. Well, remember today, as we discuss all of this, bear in mind that the latest NBC Wall Street Journal poll, which caveat is a national poll. And remember, we don't have a national election. And, and I, as always, I'm going to say I'm not going to go into that lecture, and as always, I do. But don't worry. It's the mini, mini, mini lecture, and it can be done in about 20 seconds. I'm putting the clock on it in three, 
two, one. We don't have a national election, meaning we don't have a national election. We have elections in all 50 states that coincidentally culminate on the same day. But we can't add up or subtract or combine any of those votes. So it's a day. It's not a national election. Therefore, national polls don't matter as much as state polls. Okay, I did it in 24. I cheated a little. But see, get it? And I know you get it. National polls are useful to look at trends. But in the end, a lot of people have led in national polls and lost or been trailing in national polls and lost. Not most of the time, but some of the time. Because really, if you want to know what's happening in a given uh, poll, uh, I'm sorry, a given election, let me know, give me the individual state polls from uh, Florida, Texas, Wisconsin, Ohio, Pennsylvania, do you know? Anyway, we, we all know what that is. But it is nevertheless... A poll by one of the most accurate in the last election cycle pollsters, NBC Wall Street Journal, and it's essentially a tie. And the notion that Hillary Clinton is tied right now with Donald Trump for president is... That's our our microphones, our Blaze microphones were there when this information was conveyed to the Clinton campaign. Okay. Uh, As to the matter of whether Trump uh, having dated women 30 or 40 years ago and what he said to them is still a story last night. And it, and, and I, maybe it's because I have a personal interest in this uh, or a grudge. Uh, I, I shake my head at this, but last night, You may have seen there were a couple of women all over national television who were quoted in the story. I mean, whose quotes make the story about what a pig Donald Trump was 40 years ago. And they said they he he called me dear a couple times. He was a perfect gentleman. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. And and the one woman to whom I listened most uh, empathetically was the one who said, I had never been interviewed before. I thought they wanted to know what I think. I told them honestly what I was thinking, and they wrote down everything I said, and I didn't mean it that way. And I may have said that, but I didn't say that there. I said that an hour earlier than that, and it was in a completely different line of thinking. They, like, took me completely out of context. Like, you know, I hate that. Followed a sentence that said, Donald Trump called her dear. I hate that. But I said I hate that when they brought us lunch and they put, you know, relish in front of me. Relish, I hate that. Only they made the quote, I hate Donald Trump. I mean, and I really, really, really listened empathetically because it's it's an education you can do without. Uh, and unless you desperately wish 
public life, you can really do without it. It's an education. It's an insight you can do without. You have no idea, and, and, and none of us do, about anything that we don't do for a living. It's like parenthood until you've done it, okay? And I always say there are those standards. There is combat, food poisoning, true love, parenthood, high-stakes casino gambling. You, uh, you until you've actually done any of these, you can't imagine them, and 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 one of them is talking to the press. You sit down and you talk for whatever reason they find that you are going to be the subject of an interview. You sit down and talk to especially a print reporter. They're all the same, but the worst of them is the print reporters. You sit down with them, and open your heart, and you're being honest. And we're assuming here you don't say anything you shouldn't have said. You don't say anything you regret. You haven't betrayed any information. You haven't betrayed anyone. And you've said what you meant to say. Wait until you see the story. Everyone I have ever known in my life, including me, remembers sitting down the first time they ever opened up the newspaper after they had been... Uh, quoted in any way substantially and looked at it and immediately became enraged. I I didn't say that. I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Yeah, well, it's a real education. And and by the way, should it ever happen to you, don't worry. You You have recourse. You can write a letter to the editor of the newspaper, which they will either so heavily edit that you will sit down and read it after they wait two weeks to run it, and you'll say, oh, I didn't say that either. Uh, Or they won't run it, or they just will ignore you forever, even if they lied about you, even if they openly lied about you and your family. So believe me, it can be a very, very ugly, ugly business. <clears throat> so, the mainstream media has no idea, no notion at all of how they're viewed and in what low esteem, esteem they are held for these reasons. And I hope that last night when these poor women went on television, it began to give people an idea. I mean, how many... You know, honest-looking, seeming people can sit there and say, "Well, I didn't say that." You know, I didn't, I didn't do that, and uh, you know, I and 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 not believe them. I don't know. It, 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 we have a standard. You know, if something strikes us wrong, our standard is look. And I ought to use this. I've been I've been meaning to say this uh, for a couple of days about uh, fake book, and I credit Rush with that name, fake book. I complained about fake book last week, but I cheated a little because I did not say at the end of my rant. But you know what? There's nothing I can or wish to do about it, because we we have a standard here on this show as we like to carry into life. 
And that standard is of, of, of truth and logic. And that standard means that when you complain about something, or I do, we have to say two things. What is our complaint? Name it. What exactly is my complaint? Here's my complaint. That da-da-da-da-da-da. And part two of our standard includes that you must have a remedy. So I'm complaining about, here's my complaint, and here's what I think we ought to do about it. If you don't have a remedy, then you really don't have a complaint. And I complained about fake book. But you see, I don't have a remedy. Because fake book is a private organization that can run bald-faced lies if it wants. It can not only make up what's trending or what's news, which evidently they do. They can not only do that, and yes, I think it's dangerous because 70% of people who get their news get it from fake book, which is frightening to me. So they have the chance to lie to people all over the world about what's trending, and they've decided they're going to spike, that is censor, any news about anything or anyone that's conservative. So they spiked all news about Ted Cruz, about Glenn Beck, about any, about any conservative issues, and they make uh, you know gay bathrooms the number one trending issue when it's not. It's not number one. They just make it up that it's number one. You know what? I wish that weren't so, and as such, I guess I have a complaint about it. But you know what? It's really falling short of a complaint, isn't it? Because I don't have a remedy. I'm not going to shut them down. There is this thing called the First Amendment, and the New York Times lies every day. I'm sure there are talk radio hosts who lie inadvertently or otherwise every day. I'm sure there are people in the public eye that get quoted that don't tell the truth all the time. What are you going to do? Arrest them? You're going to shut down the paper? You're going to shut down the radio station? All you can do is be discriminating and pick people who you believe are telling you the truth. So I sure didn't mean when I complained, quote unquote, about fake book, that we ought to do anything about it other than don't trust it. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you, best and brightest here on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, I would ask you to bear this in mind. One of the things that we're still being led around by, deceived, not lied to, but we're kind of suckers for this, is the media. And you say, yeah, well, why are you saying that? You know, you're in the media. Yeah, but this is very different than the rest of the media. Talk radio is very different than the rest of the media. It it just is. Now, you could say it's better or worse, but it's very different than what TV does and what a print is doing and the web is doing. People still don't, for, for instance, understand how Trump works. And that's understandable because people generally don't understand how the media works which is perfectly understandable unless you're in the media business. I don't understand your business. 
I don't. I barely understand this one. Uh, you know, so people don't understand how this works. Let me give you, for instance, still no endorsement from Paul Ryan. So Donald Trump goes to Washington. He meets with all these guys, and he comes out of the meetings, and they all say, still no endorsement of Donald Trump. You don't think he knew that was going to happen? Donald Trump went there knowing that he'd come out and that the networks would harp on the fact that he still didn't get an endorsement. Oh, they're still not endorsing him. He knew that. He figured it into the cost of doing this. Did you see the coverage he got last week when he went down there to not get an endorsement? It was bigger than the visit of a pope or a Soviet premier. It was, truly. Donald Trump wants that again. So does the RNC that is now in cahoots with him. So what you do is you go have the meeting, you build up the all the expectation, and then you have the, oh, still no endorsement. You know why? Because every single day between now and the next meeting, you get the lead story about, is there an endorsement yet? Is there an endorsement yet? And then the day you finally decide to pull the whistle and have the endorsement, you get the same coverage again times 10. That's called manipulating the media, and it's intended to manipulate us. They're not doing a terrible job. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. And so, welcome back. This is your daily penis transplant update from the very beehive, the home, the center of the new burgeoning penis transplant industry. We do have home kits available. Uh, I will put them on the website. So the update, the patient, it's actually been very exciting in the last 24 hours. The patient awakened evidently still drugged from the anesthesia and went a little nutter. He started to tear off the, well, frankly, the, you know, the sheets and some of the bandages and became very upset, started yelling about malpractice and said, this is not a penis. This is a radiator hose from a 92 Land Rover. And he started to become hysterical, and he screamed, get me a penis. Get me a real, I mean a real penis, right now. And when the hospital administrators heard this, they naturally assumed he was looking for a lawyer. But uh, but much to their satisfaction, they learned that that's not what he meant. And he's, he, he calmed down. And so that's all fine now. The hospital, so fine, in fact, the hospital is tremendously eager to do more of these penis transplants. So they are very actively looking for donors. And I understand that they have concentrated their search in Hollywood. Yes, in Hollywood, 
because they wanted to zoom in on the place with the most schmucks per square mile in America. Excelsior! Welcome back, my friends, my broadcast partners. I'm here all week. Uh, try the uh, try the club sandwich uh, or uh, the club foot because we are connected to the, the hospital, and uh, you know we we can get you serve you one way or the other. I am Jay Severin. We are the Blaze Radio Network, and I'm here all week. I hope the number is one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three Uh, As you know, if we are partners, we very rarely do this, but we had someone with the delightful temerity to call in even before the show started. And as a result of which, that unless unless I've done something, unless I was uh, tweeting on Ambien at 3 o'clock in the morning last night, and I don't recall inviting a guest... Uh, we have someone who called uh, who is sufficiently interested to be with us that he has called before the show started. I cannot for a moment ignore that kind of entrepreneurial spirit and thus welcome back, I assume, Steve from Mass. Welcome. Hey, Jay. How's it going? Uh, going well. Steve, I, I does, does my, did I tweet you and is it? Was it between the hours of 1 and 4 a.m. last night? Jay, I don't want to get that personal. <laughs> it would be something of a relief to me if you could tell me that it wasn't, but if you can't, no. we'll let it go. Hey, actually, I'm a longtime listener, one-time caller in Boston, and now I'm a short-time listener on The Blaze, and this is my virgin call, so please go easy on me. I Well, look, I want it to be good for both of us, so I will. So, <laughs> sorry. What, here, you, sorry. here you are. What is up? Well, hey, listen, thanks. I, I have a question. I've been listening to you. I especially enjoy your commentary and insight with the presidential election. So I found you on the blaze, and I'm excited the past few months. But my question is this. I was going to vote for Trump. This was in the Massachusetts primary. And then I yep. really started studying the, pre, the two um, – debates right before the from Massachusetts, I think it was Super Tuesday, we voted. And I was so repulsed and turned off by Rubio Cruz and especially Trump because they were bickering and belittling. And Trump was such a rude. I said, you know what? And then I started the Kasich. So my question is about Kasich because I was so impressed at how I didn't know that he was governor and he turned around the deficit to a to a surplus or a positive flow, cash flow each year. And I didn't know he was in the Congress when back in the day, supposedly he was part of four balanced budgets or a surplus budget. I said, that's our number one issue. Objection. So voted, Your Honor, is there a question in our future? Yes, I voted for Kasich. And I, and I hear you bash on him so much because he's like so pancake floppy. So my question is, could you please explain to me with evidence to help me understand why Kasich is such a lame moderate? Because I thought those were good 
that's why I, I voted for him because he talked so much about the debt, and that, that's one of the most important things to me. Well, the reason that m- moderates are uh, attractive is th- th- those circumstances vary, of course, but a lot of people who really don't know politics and really don't know how they feel and haven't devoted much thoughtfulness at all, uh, recently or otherwise, to matters civic, uh, a moderate appears to them to somehow be smarter, more sophisticated, more avuncular, because they're willing to say, let's do the down the middle of the road, you know, reasonable thing. It 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 may help explain uh, moderates by appreciating that John Kasich didn't dare get in the campaign, you know, until he could start winning and when he did he won one state he won his home state and the fact is he was known as a conservative at one kind and because of the timidity of the republican party to keep its word on being conservative that gave birth to the tea party and i believe now to donald trump uh john Kasich was once considered a conservative but no longer among anyone I know or any of the instruments, you know, the magazines, the analysts, the, you know, conservative industry, such as it is, the, the, the you know, conservative gang. No one considers him a conservative. But mostly, Steve, it's a great question, but mostly the reason I don't talk about him is the same reason I don't talk much about Red Sox pitcher, starting pitcher David Price. Because though while he undoubtedly has skills, and one wonders if among David Price's skills are the ability to throw a baseball at batters and get them out with reliability, uh, he has in common with Kasich is that he has exactly as much chance as being president of the United States. So what we don't do is waste such precious time as we do have talking about people who are not going to be president. And right now, you know, I would say the triumvirate of David Price, uh, uh, (laughs) Jim Gilmore, or you want to pick George Pataki, you know, uh, have as much chance uh, as being president as does John Kasich. And John Kasich's chances are the same as maybe Alec Baldwin's. Well, I know he's old news, but I was just like, I didn't see it when, when I voted back two months ago. And I was hoping that you could give me some more evidence. Like, what, what policies does he show? I'm not, I, I'm, I you know, I, I've been doing this for a lifetime, and my problem is I know too much. I wouldn't know where to oh. start. Uh, I, I just, K, K, Kasich is not someone who's going to be president, and therefore. My advice to you, and if it's a cop out, I'm sorry you feel that way, and it may be, but I'm not. I'm not going to take ten minutes, Steve, to ex- gotcha, other gotcha. than other than this foreground that I've given you. I, I'm I'm not I'm not going to take ten minutes to talk about the reasons about anything about John Kasich because the you know John Kasich could be president one day, and you know how that will happen. It will be because someone made the decided on the following calculus, which I suspect you know. Republicans must win Ohio in order to win the White House, in order to get to 272 in the Electoral College. Kasich is a popular governor of Ohio, thus 
Kasich gives you Ohio. Ergo, one makes a smart pick choosing Kasich as a running mate. And if Kasich is a running mate, it means his ticket could conceivably win, whoever it is, and thus anyone who is vice president, ipso facto, could conceivably someday become president, right? When they impeach, when they impeach Trump, right? <laughs> well, I, you know, again, that's a, a separate, but now by virtue of your question, not utterly unrelated question. And that right, is, right. you know, if Trump gets elected, will the frustrated forces unable to stop his election, will they channel their energies into impeaching him? Because that's something on which Trump enemies are going to find the never Trumpers who are Republicans and obviously Democrats, liberals, other brain damaged people who don't need a Democrat doesn't need to tell you they're never Trump because obviously they're never Trump. But it never Trumpers are made up of Republicans or marginal Republicans. But boy, oh boy, are they going to find uh, religion together if Trump if 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 Trump should be elected there is going to the biggest minority group, and it may not be minority for long, Steve, is the group that says, impeach Trump. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Very bold, very bold of young Steve to call before the show even begins. Very bold indeed. I salute that. We are the Blaze Radio Network. I'm Jay Severin. This is the American tragic comedy in two acts, the Jaily News. Act one. Oh, by the way, the request for the uh, penis transplant home kit. It's a very lengthy disclaimer on that, by the way. I, I would set aside a couple of days at least to become acquainted with the disclaimer on that before you, uh, you know, started anything serious with it. But requests for the penis transplant home kit continue to pour in. I had no idea that this would be such a popular thing. I mean, I, I think social scientists ought to nota bene, uh, well note here, that clearly, clearly there are a lot of guys like myself who uh, are not ill, because clearly all these requests for the home kit are not from people. I'm, I'm reading the emails. It's not from people who are sick. It's just for guys like myself who are concerned once they've put 100,000 miles on the original they're concerned about replacement parts you know plan ahead one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three today is duper tuesday and i say duper tuesday with a name rattling around in my mind boiny 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 Boiny. 
Because, you know, Hillary's got this wrapped up, but only because she's got the stupor delegates. She is worried, and she's worried for reasons we have been discussing here for weeks. If it gets to mid-July, I don't know when trigger time would be for the Democrat Party, if ever. See, because their devotion to the Clintons used to be such. Tense here means everything. I don't know whether it still is. But the nature and magnitude of devotion to the Clintons has been such for 25 years in the Democrat Party that they would rather go down with Bill uh, Hillary uh, Clinton maybe then win. See, maybe part of the sickness that infects the Republican side, you know, we'd rather lose with our guy than win with someone who's not going to give us a raise, you know, and a nicer office. So maybe that infects the Democrats. I have no doubt it infects to some degree the Democrat side. The question is, to what degree does it infect the other side? Are there people who are going to go with Hillary no matter what, because there's going to be a certain point. I don't know what X is, but when when we reach X on the calendar, if Hillary is losing to the Republican nominee, let's assume, okay, just wildly for argument, let's assume that Trump is the Republican nominee. Let's further assume that in just several weeks Hillary Clinton continues to be losing 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 or tied with the Republican but Bernie Sanders is winning now you know because Hillary Clinton I've got my number one until it wasn't anymore I had my number one story I I note them as they come in Uh, among the most accurate public polls since the last election has been the Wall Street Journal NBC poll. Good for them. Um, They used to suck, and now they're better, and it's based on numbers. You can't argue numbers. So NBC Wall Street Journal poll has been among top five in the last couple of years. Well, the latest NBC Wall Street Journal poll, today's, shows that Hillary Clinton is beating Donald Trump by two points. Know what that means? As our Blaze Radio Network microphones were there inside the Democrat National Committee when those poll results came in, it's only May... And the can't-lose Hillary Clinton is well within the margin of error, meaning right now the actuality could be that Trump is ahead by four points. And the question is, will the Democrats allow that condition to continue to prevail? Will they go down with Hillary? Or would they change horses 
in the middle of the path here. If Bernie, and this is what Bernie is hoping for. Bernie is hoping for today, for instance, Duper Tuesday. Hillary is supposed to win in Oregon and Kentucky. It was always assumed by now that she'd be alone in this. It was the Republicans who were going to be fighting it out. Democrats were going to be cruising at this point. No sad pun intended. Uh, Hillary is the one still fighting for her life politically. And Bernie Sanders is beating Donald Trump in the polls by 8, 10, 12 points. If, if you are a Democrat superdelegate, and this continues to be true, if Hillary looks like she could lose, wait till Donald Trump pulls ahead of Hillary, and that's going to happen in the next three weeks. Sometime in the next three weeks or much sooner. But I'm going to put a a three-week thing on. When is it? What's the date? 17th, two weeks? I'd say in the first week of June... By the first week of June, before the first week of June, Trump will be ahead of Hillary in the polls. And simultaneously, Bernie will be beating Trump. If that condition prevails for a number of weeks, I don't know what X is for the Democrats, but is there a point at which they decide to smash this all open and the superdelegates defecate to Bernie? Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, my friends. We are the Blaze Radio Network. 1-888-900-3393. Call us. 1-888-900-3393. You perhaps have been waiting, but you do have opinions. And you do have an opinion on the current presidential struggle. And if you don't, uh, are you you waiting for a different or some music to come on or something? I mean, because this is what we've got. And what we've got is pretty good. Uh, so my final word for the moment on boiny, 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 toity, toid, and toid street, use guys, boiny, sadness, is this guy is going to keep plug. This guy's the energizer bunny. This guy's going to keep plugging. And he has only one case he can make. And so far, his game plan is perfect. He's outknown, outspent, outorganized, outcampaigned, out everything. He was an underdog of underdogs, is an underdog of underdogs. Yet, if he should win either Oregon or Kentucky tonight, and most especially should he win them both, there is going to be triple the panic in the Hillary Clinton campaign because it's not just that because he can never win you you know this right he can never win enough delegates 
to get to 1237. Now, it's a different number. It's 2386. It's some crazy number for the Democrats. The point is, Bernie can never get there. But Bernie has won, I think, 12 of the last 15 primaries. He's killing her. He's She is snotless. She's not only ruthless. That's right. She's without Ruth. But she is also without snot. He is beating her snotless in these races. Beating her like a baby seal. And he continues to do it. And the most important thing is that he's beating Trump in the polls by a lot. And if you are a Democrat superdelegate and you sit down and you look at this and it's six weeks from now or eight weeks from now and you say, are we actually are we actually facing a choice of losing with Hillary or winning with Bernie? Is it possible in this wackiest of all presidential years? in the history of the United States of America, for which I believe it already inarguably qualifies, is it not possible that the sin, the sins of the Republicans could be visited on the Democrats? That all of a sudden, instead of saying, well, geez, you know, we could lose, we, we, you know, we could... We, we could win, but we don't want to win with Trump, so we'd rather lose with somebody else. Could it be all of a sudden the Democrats are looking at the same thing? That they say, well, we'll stick with Hillary because we have to. It would be too humiliating. We, we can't switch now. Well, the fact is they can switch now, and they can switch later. They can switch any time they want. The question is, do they want to win, and if so, how badly? The thing that is unlike the Republican sins or phenomenon is that the Republicans are looking at perhaps a grand swing of governing philosophy, of political philosophy, depending on who, like, for instance, between Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. They're not looking at a grand swing. And and in whose favor does this work? Bernie's! See, they may not like Bernie, and they may love Hillary, but think about it. If you are Bella Pelosi, I want to suck your constitution. And she does. Suck, I mean. If you're Bella Pelosi, I want to If you're Bella Pelosi, and you're looking at the prospective wreckage of the battlefield in front of you and projecting... Ahead a few months, if Nancy, if, if Hillary loses to Trump or any Republican, Nancy Pelosi will probably retire. So will Harry Reid. It'll be the end of them. The end of them. How important is it to all of these rat bastard uh, left wingers that Hillary win? How important? How important is it to Nancy that she eats in the next few days? How important is it to Hillary that she eats in the next few seconds? Only as important as drawing air. So if you are a superdelegate like Nancy Pelosi and you see it's 
hopeless that you've got a candidate who can win, Bernie. And you've got a candidate who's going to take you all down. But you could be proud. You could be very proud you stuck with Hillary, with the Clintons, but you're going down. The entire party is going down, all of you, all of them. Do you think when that moment arrives, do you really think they love the Clintons per se? Not that they love the Democrat Party because they do. They love themselves and the Democrat Party in that order. And then the Clintons. Do you think they're going to let the Clintons take everything down with them? I'm not saying we're there. I'm not saying we're absolutely going to be there. I'm saying that for the first time, a lot of thoughtful people are thoughtfulizing that that's where we may well be headed. That's the choice Democrats may well have to make. Meanwhile, the media reports that Trump's main attack strategy will be to go after Hillary Clinton on Bill Clinton's sexual infidelities and thus her own treatment of women by covering up for Bill, enabling Bill, knowing that her husband was something between a rake and a rapist and 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 allowing that to happen. The problem is that you're not talking about the cost and time required to awaken an old memory in the minds of 200 million people. You're talking about the cost and time required, which may not exist in order to educate from moment zero 200 million people on Bill's sexual infidelities and Hillary's uh, being the getaway driver in all of those because these people weren't alive. A 20-year-old millennial was, I think, six or maybe eight years old when the Clintons were last in office. When Bill Clinton was impeached, and Bill Clinton was the first ever elected president of the United States of America to be impeached. Impeached he was, impeached he remains, impeached he shall always be. But these people were six years old when that happened. As a communications specialist, I know that it's one thing to take to to refresh a recollection in someone's mind and, and how many commercials that takes or what you have to do, how long a period of time it takes. But if you have to persuade somebody of X or Y or Z and start from zero, there may not be enough time and money in the United States to do that. The other line of attack, they say, is Benghazi. I have these questions. Is there enough time and money in the United States? Is there enough fertile prospective anger against Hillary Clinton to blame Bill Clinton that you're not going to vote for her? Are you, are you still with me? Because I don't think anybody is. And I don't think anybody's going to be. I think that Mrs. Clinton's corruption, the fact that she is the single most corrupt human being, question mark, ever 
ever to be in this position of being this close to the presidency. I think there's something to be made of that. Maybe you can beat her with that. But if you, you're going to beat her with the fact that her husband banged everything, including the Venetian blinds, that, that you know, in the Oval Office and outside the Oval Office, I don't think so. And as for Benghazi, there have been several occasions on which voters might have punished or even strongly indicated a disdain for Hillary Clinton based on Benghazi. And where has that gotten us? Where has that gotten honest American citizens who mourn the dead, who mourn our dead seals, who know that she was criminally complicit in this, that she's a murderer in law? Where, where, where has that gotten us? Look at everything else she's been involved with, every lie she's told from Watergate, sorry, uh, Whitewatergate, I was watching her, studying her, reading the transcripts every day since White Watergate. You want to look that one up? It'll frighten you. You weren't born yet. And I've been watching this stuff and studying it and talking about it and writing about it. Nobody cared. Nobody. Nobody cared. Nobody cared then. Nobody cared since. Nobody cares now. That's why Guru Jay predicts this. I think that, I not only think, I believe that the notion that Trump, the story that Trump is going to focus all his money and a tax strategy on Bill's sexual infidelities and Hillary's being the getaway driver in those and plus Benghazi, I think that is the equivalent of when the United States in World War II ran certain black operations to convince the Germans we were actually going to land at a different beachhead. I think it is Maskarova, as the Russians say. I think it is false. I think it is a sucker play. I think it has been leaked. I think it is a feint by the Trump campaign to build belief that this, this, here, 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 what, what, what is what we're going to do to you. And so they'll build up and prepare for that. And then they will attack them somewhere else. And that somewhere else will be and had better be far more vulnerable. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. I normally wouldn't include this, my partners, but having raised it myself, you have the right to cross-examine. I put in a tweet the cover of the Sunday New York Times magazine, the, the cover of which asks a single question, should prostitution be a crime? Uh, Leafs Nation has written in, it is. Uh, or, I'm sorry, it is not. 
It is not in Nevada. Who agrees with that? Who agrees with the statement that prostitution is not a crime in Nevada? Well, good for you. Uh, You'd be wrong. Uh, Prostitution is a crime in Nevada. It is just that there are two counties, two counties, not including the one in which Las Vegas is situated, by the way. Las Vegas prostitution is a crime. Uh, There are two counties in Nevada in which prostitution by county law is not a crime. But everywhere else in the state and by state law, it is a crime. So I, I just want to point that out. Now, now listen, um, I also just tweeted this out. Here's a flash. Tell me, uh, tell me how you like this one. Of the latest ravings among the rhinos looking for a ship to jump off of or jump onto, same thing. Here is the plan. Induce Texas Governor Rick Perry to jump in. Rick Perry. Rick Perry jumps in the race. The plan says he wins Texas, which equals automatically, virtually automatically, neither Trump nor Clinton can now put together 272 electoral college votes. Bang! The presidential election immediately goes to the House of Representatives per the Constitution, where the House is controlled by the Speaker of the House, like a ship at sea. And there's nothing closer to a god than a ship at sea, especially a combat vessel uh, at war. But in any case, it goes to the House, then, they say, and guess who is the Speaker of the House. That's right. Rhino Ryan. Rhino Paul Ryan. Under this plan, Rick Perry jumps in. Paul Ryan picks the president personally. The Jay Severin Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.